Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to episode number 226 of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur. And this, my friend, is a coaching podcast. I've been on a journey of personal development since 2006 when I had to get sober. And you'll hear me say that being an alcoholic was the best thing that ever happened to me because it really was the catalyst that forced me to get my life together and to really figure out who I was as a human being. And that was my rock bottom moment, right? Was with my alcoholism. For other people, that rock bottom moment could be very different. Maybe your rock bottom moment is a breakup or a divorce after decades of marriage, or maybe it's weight and health. And that's the catalyst that makes you go, oh my gosh, I can't live like this any longer. Whatever the thing is, we all go through these shifts and waves and changes, and we hit these forks in the road where it's like, okay, I'm going to get it together and be a better human, or I'm going to follow the same path, doing the same thing and being unhappy and miserable, right? So for me, it was my alcoholism that put me on this journey. Now, through the course of my journey of personal development and self-help, I have literally made every mistake you could make. I swear to you, I've made 98% of the mistakes from going broke, destroying my credit, having no self-esteem, treating myself like crap, allowing other people to treat me like crap, terrible, dysfunctional, toxic relationships. I mean, you name it, I've been through it. And I've come out the other side. So we come together on this podcast every Wednesday where I can share with you the strategies and all the things I've learned in this now almost two decades of research and using myself as the guinea pig, right? I can tell you what works and I can definitely tell you what doesn't work. This has been a beautiful journey for me and I'm so grateful for every single second of it. And also doing all of this with a brain that doesn't always work in my favor. You know, my brain as a person with addiction, my brain has its own agenda and it's not always super friendly. So we come together to figure this thing out. And I hope that I can help you with anything and everything I possibly can. And that's what we're doing here. So if you're listening to this right now, then last night I would have done my webinar. We did a free webinar, Stop Messing Up Your Recovery. And one of the things I wanted to focus on that I talked about in the webinar was what I call the witching hour. You've all got it, right? No matter what the habit is that you're trying to break or change, there's the witching hour. It's that one 
part of the day when the craving really comes up and you really want to do the thing and it's really nagging you and it's hard and the committee in your head is going full force telling you you've earned it and you deserve to be able to relax with that glass of wine or weed or whatever your thing is. You deserve that food that you really want because you've had a hard week and you're tired and you deserve it. For me, that time was 8 p.m., right? I was a bartender. When I quit, when I was a bartender, and typically I would start drinking at 8 p.m. And that's when I would do like my first shot to take the edge off and get through the rest of my night, right? Before we started really drinking. And when I got sober at 8 p.m., the committee would kick in. And be like, well, it's 8 p.m. What are we doing? Are we going to have a drink? It's time to drink. This is when we usually start drinking. You know where your drinks are. Are we going to have a drink? Are we going to do that? It's time. It's 8 o'clock. Are you ready? You know, the committee was going crazy because it was used to being fed at 8 p.m. Now, I didn't want to drink, so I was pretty okay with telling the committee to F off. But at the same time, I had to distract myself, right? And this is one of the main things that I want to get into with the witching hour. What is your witching hour? What time of day is that? And where I see people make so many mistakes is they don't have anything in place for the witching hour, (laughs) right? If you want to survive this time, whenever it is, what I hear from a lot of people is it's 5 p.m. It might be 5 p.m. every day of the week. That's when a lot of people are getting out. Those of you that have regular jobs and work that regular people's schedule, you're getting out of work, you're going home, it's your relaxation time, maybe you're facing kids and spouses and all of that stuff, maybe not. For some people, they say it's 5 p.m. Friday because you've gone through your whole work week and now you're shifting into weekend mode and you want that relaxation and that kind of reward to take the edge off, you're tired, all that good stuff. But whatever your witching hour is, whenever that challenging time is, um, for some people, it's cooking dinner and they start their first glass of wine while they're cooking dinner for their family. But whatever that time is, you have to have things in place to replace the drink, right? When you take something away, the way to be the most successful about that is to put something in its place. And so many people stumble on this because you don't have anything in place. It's like, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to be driving home at five o'clock on Friday with this massive craving that you know is coming, but you don't do anything or have any plan to take care of it, do you think it's just going to go away by magic? I mean, this is really baffling to me. I can't figure out why people don't have a plan. And maybe you don't think about it. So um, that's why we're doing this episode, (laughs) because I want you to think about it. If you know what your witching hour is, you have to have a plan for how to survive that hour without giving in and having the substance or having the food or having the whatever So it's strategies you need to turn the tables on wine o'clock, right? That's what everybody calls wine o'clock, whatever your thing is, wine o'clock, right? And we are so bombarded with this wine culture. It's so crazy right now, this wine culture, 
But I'm happy to report too, I think the mocktail culture is really stepping up its game. And it is cooler than ever to be a sober person right now, to just have your shit together, have your life together, have your head together, or to be in that process is cooler than it's ever been. And I'm so grateful for that because what an incredible journey to really get into yourself and take full responsibility for your life and your decisions and get it together. It's so empowering to really actively engage in your life and be the person you want to be and only take the actions that you really want to take and that are good for you. And that's why I want you to be able to get through this witching hour, whatever your witching hour is. I want you to have tools to survive that time. So that's why we're doing this episode. Now, I also want you to think about all the different options of things that you can do for the witching hour. And I can't give you every single option because I don't know you personally and I don't know your lifestyle. Well, I guess some of you listening, I do know you personally (laughs) because we've worked together. But this is what we do in individual coaching, right? That's when, when you do coaching with me, that's when we really dig into your life, your lifestyle, your schedule, what's happening for you, what works for you, what you need specifically. That's what coaching's for. So in a podcast, I can only give you broad strokes and give you things, hopefully, to get the juices flowing and help you think about some options and things that you can do to take care of this situation. But you can't ignore it and just hope that you get through it. Hope gets you nowhere right? I hope I win the lottery. You guys hear me say this all the time. I hope I win the lottery, but that's not getting me very far. I have to make a plan, have a plan how I want to live my life and who I want to be, what things I want to do and what things I don't want to do. I have to have a plan. I can't just hope. You can't just hope that you're going to drive home at 5 p.m. on Friday and your craving is going to magically go away or not be there and stop bothering you. You have to have a plan. Now, One of my star students who I absolutely adore, and yes, I do say that about all of my star students because I do adore them, and we spend so much time together in coaching that we really form these incredible friendships, lifelong friendships, and uh, one of my people, so she, her time, her witching hour was 5 p.m. Friday. And it was really a struggle. And from the time she was walking out of her job, the committee was already kicking in. She was already looking forward to that drink. Sometimes she would stop at the store and get a drink for the drive home, right? So we had to really be in action from that moment. So we put some things together where she could start preparing before she ever left work. And one of the beautiful things that she did was she reached out to her very best friend and she said, listen, I'm doing this thing. I'm changing my life. I'd love your support. Um, Can I call you every week on Friday afternoon and we can just chat? And her friend, of course, said yes, because all of our best friends would love to do that with us. And that's what she did. And that's how she survived her witching hour. 
So she would call her best friend. So now when she's getting off work on Friday, she's looking forward to being in the car, connecting with her best friend, catching up on what's happening with their kids and their weeks and whatever, their spouses. And now that becomes an enjoyable time. Now all the stress and anxiety falls away because every thought isn't revolving around drinking or not drinking. Now we shifted the whole game, right? And she's got relief. Her anxiety is down. She's feeling good about things. She's got a smile on her face when she walks in the house, right? That's what I'm talking about when I say have a plan. You have to have something in place to get you through that time. Now, if you have to drive by like your regular liquor store or whatever on your way home, the first thing I would say is find a new route to drive. Go a different way. You have to do these little things, right? You're protecting your brain. It's not about you. It's your brain. You have to do it for your brain. There's no reason to trigger your brain. There's no reason to test yourself. I hear this one a lot. I just wanted to test myself. I went out with all my drinking friends and I'm four minutes sober and I went out with all my drinking friends because I want to test myself and see if I can handle it. I mean, listen, testing yourself, especially early on, is not smart not the best move you can make. So I want you to think a little more clearly, give yourself some time before you decide to test yourself. We all have to test ourselves at some point because we do have to increase our tolerance for certain situations, no question. But doing it early on is just not the best move. So if it's not going to serve you well, don't do it, my friend. That's what I'm telling you. But think about what is your witching hour and what can you put in that time frame to protect you so that you don't drink because ultimately you want to not drink or if drinking's not your thing, it's some other thing. Maybe it's that you just went through a breakup and you don't want to call your ex and sometimes that's really hard when we get in moments that it's quiet And you break up, like the hardest thing about breaking up is typically that's your best friend, right? So it's not the romance part of it. It's the partnership and the friendship that you miss because that's your person who you've shared everything with. And when you get in these, it's same thing with alcohol or weed, whatever your thing is. It's exactly that same type of relationship. And when you get in these moments of quiet time, like getting in your car after a long day at work and you're driving home and it's quiet time with the committee in your head, which is disastrous usually, (laughs) that you do not want to spend quality alone time with the committee. Um, But when you get in those moments and things get quiet and you have a little tinge of loneliness and a little tinge of boredom and maybe a couple of things happen that you really want to share with your person, but they're not your person anymore. So you can't call them right now. You have to do things differently, right? Your relationship is different. Your relationship ended. So your actions have to be different. Same thing with substances. Your relationship ended. So your actions have to be different. And those moments are really hard. So I want you to have something in place. What are you going to do? Is that going to be the time that you listen to a podcast? Is that going to be a time that you call a friend? Is that going to be a time that you take a yoga class instead of going straight home or do a CrossFit class or go for a hike, whatever your thing is, right? But I want you to really think about 
how you can protect yourself. You know when your witching hour is. And you know all kinds of different things you can do to take the anxiety out of that situation. And I want you to sit and really spend some time putting a plan together. And if you really want it to work, then you'll write it down and sit down with a piece of paper and go, okay, here's 10 things I can do to get through the witching hour. These are 10 alternative things that I can do and have your little piece of paper. That's what you do when you really want to be successful. Instead of going, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to write it down. I don't need to do that. I can keep it in my head. Instead of making excuses and setting yourself up for failure, this is how you set yourself up for success. You spend some time, you put some real thought into it, and you write that shit down. These are the things I can do. These are the actions I can take to get through the witching hour. And here's the thing too. You've heard me talk about this on podcasts also. So my witching hour was 8 p.m. And I had to distract myself, right? Again, I wasn't just going to spend quality time with the committee when the committee was trying to destroy me and telling me to drink and reminding me that this is when we usually drink. It's time to drink. Let's go. Get on it. What are you doing? You're slacking. It's time to drink. I can't just not do anything, right? So for me, I took it in 10-minute increments. I did a whole podcast about this. We say, you know, in AA, we say one day at a time. Everybody says one day at a time now, but... For me, one day at a time, that was a way too big of a chunk. I had to do 10 minutes at a time, especially really early on. It was 10 minutes at a time. So I would distract myself for 10 minutes, especially if I was at work, right? I would distract myself for 10 minutes. I would clean out a cabinet. I would <laughs> talk to a new customer at my bar. I would go check something in the kitchen. I mean, whatever the heck I had to do. I was cleaning out every cabinet and every drawer in that bar for a long time. I would distract myself for 10 minutes and then I would check in and be like, okay, where am I? How do I feel? Is the craving still bad? Is the committee still being a jerk? Has it gone away? Right? I would just check in with myself. And if it was still there and still going pretty strong, I'd distract myself for another 10 minutes. Maybe that's calling somebody, maybe. And now, oh my gosh, it is so easy to distract yourself now. Like back when I got sober, we didn't have all this stuff, right? Social media was not the giant that it is now. But that is such a simple way to distract yourself. It's like, oh, let me see what's happening in the Addiction Unlimited Facebook group. Let me see how I can support somebody in there. Let me go write a positive, supportive comment to somebody in the Facebook group. That's a beautiful way to distract yourself. Sometimes if I need distracted and I'm irritable or angry, which definitely happens, then I will go on Instagram or TikTok now and I will look at puppies. I cannot be in a bad mood when there are puppies involved uh, or animals, anything really, because TikTok has all these incredible freaking animal videos that I just die. I'm obsessed with animals and TikTok has the greatest stuff. So if you need a distraction, 
if you need to change your mood, this is self-soothing, you guys. This is what we're talking about, is doing things to self-soothe, to take that craving down, which is anxiety-provoking, right? You have to calm the anxiety so your thoughts can stay in a good place and stay positive and stay forward looking, right? You have to be thinking forward. This is who I want to be. This is the life I want to have. I want to be alcohol free instead of thinking back like, oh, I'm just going to have a drink. I can start over again tomorrow. Does it really matter? Nobody cares. I've screwed up so many times. That's backward thinking. We want forward thinking. This is my new life. This is who I want to be. I don't want to drink. And you have to bring the anxiety down so you can stay focused on where you're going. So you have to have self-soothing things. Distract yourself for 10 minutes. Check back in. I got to be careful with TikTok, you guys. If I touch that TikTok app, it's two hours of my life. And I just have to know that going in, right? (laughs) Just like I know that I can't have a drink, right? There's so many people talk about, oh, maybe I can have a drink now. So many relapses start with this train of thought. Oh, I could probably have one now. I could just have one. I've gone all this time without drinking. I can control it now. One's not going to hurt me. Listen, I have never, ever for a moment fooled myself that I could have one drink partially because I have zero desire to have one drink. Like that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. If I'm going to have one drink, I'll have a coffee or a diet Dr. Pepper or water. One drink does nothing for me because I don't drink for the drink. I drink for the effect. And that's why I'm an alcoholic because I drink for the effect. I need the effect that it gives me, right? That's what creates the unhealthy relationship. So same thing with TikTok. I have to just know if I touch that thing, minimum two hours of my life. There's no escaping. It makes me happy. I laugh my little face off. I send a bazillion videos to all of my friends. I know my friends and family are so burnt out on me sharing TikTok videos, especially of animals. But it's a beautiful way to distract myself right? If something is really gnawing at me or is being really challenging, I have to take the edge off. You have to have tools to take the edge off. And that's what making that list is all about, right? These are the things that I can do instead of sitting in the craving and angst and anxiety. So make your list. No BS, no excuses. You guys, we are the worst. We're always making excuses. And you know, too, making those excuses, really, all you're doing is dodging responsibility. All you're doing is dodging responsibility. You are responsible for yourself. You are responsible for your own actions. You are responsible for taking action or not taking action. And when you come up with all the excuses and all the yeah, buts, well, yeah, but that won't work for me because, well, I tried that before and that wasn't my thing. I didn't get into that. I did that 75 years ago and it wasn't a good fit for me. Excuses, excuses, excuses. All that is, is dodging responsibility. If you want things to be different, you have to do things differently. So instead of getting in all the excuses and all the BS and believing your own BS, I want you to say instead, like, hey, dude, what if I really do have 30 seconds to sit down with a pen and jot down a few things? Maybe I really could do that. 
Maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe if you need to make it even easier, maybe you just open up the notepad in your phone and jot down a few things. I mean, we're legitimately talking about less than a minute. If you can't challenge yourself to do less than one minute of something, even if you think it won't work, first of all, I wouldn't be telling you to do it if it didn't work. It does work. And I could probably also share some scientific studies with you about how it works. If you want some, let me know. So, but really push yourself. Like, what if you really could just jot down a few things and see how much that helps you when you get stuck in wine o'clock, when you get stuck in that witching hour and the committee is driving you crazy, see how much that little list can help you. And then when you catch yourself going down the list and with more BS excuses, I don't want to do that. I don't want to call that person. I don't want to do that thing. That doesn't sound good today. I'm too tired for that. When you have all those excuses, then I want you to really push yourself to get through those excuses too. Because again, it's dodging responsibility. You have to take responsibility for yourself and your actions. And taking action or not taking action is a choice. And that choice is yours. It's nobody else's. You have all the power here. You have full control over your life and what it looks like in these choices. And if you have something on your list, like take a yoga class, let's just take that for example. If that's on your list and you're not feeling it and the committee starts immediately going, ugh, I don't want to do yoga right now. I don't feel like it. That sucks. Like I can't stand the thought of another downward dog, right? Because I get in that, like I get so burnt out on down dog, but (laughs) challenge yourself and say, you know what? Why don't I just go for 10 minutes? Let me just go do it for 10 minutes. That's all. Give yourself permission to leave early and just go for 10 minutes. Because I'm telling you, doing it for 10 minutes is going to be a thousand times more helpful than falling for your own BS and talking yourself out of it and making the choice to not take healthy action. Making the decision to not take healthy action is not going to serve you. Okay. If you want to get through these moments, have a plan in place, know what you're doing, be prepared 10 minutes at a time. I hope you love this episode. Don't forget to get with us in the Facebook group. If you're not already in there, um, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash addiction unlimited. You can find us there. Incredible. The group is totally private, super supportive. And I am filling a new class for my six week signature program right now. If you're listening to this episode when it's new, you probably still have time to jump in there. It is limited seats, right? We do individual sessions together. So I only have so many hours, so I can only take on so many people. But if you've been thinking about working with me, now is definitely the time to jump in and do that. And you can schedule a call. I will link this in the show notes. We can jump on a quick call to make sure you're ready for it. You can ask me any questions you have so that you can get some relief and have some guidance. And we can really dig into your life and figure out some solutions for you and how it works for you and get you that support that you need to have sustainable sobriety, because that's really what it's all about. And it's addictionunlimited.com forward slash call. That's how you can book a call with me. And I will put that in the show notes for you guys. I love you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic day and I will see you next week. 
You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. Love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.